The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome everybody to an episode of Jersey Boys Podcast here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation, your host Dave Sturcho, alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst, and of course America's fan Keith Ernst. Guys, we have a Super Bowl champion, and it is the only guy ever born in the 70s <laughs> to win a to win a Super Bowl. He, he did it for the 70s, babies. He did it for the 70s, babies. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Super Bowl 55 champions with their dominating win over the Kansas City Chiefs, thir- uh, 31 to nine. Uh, I hit near no box pools whatsoever. I could have uh, like, there's just so much that pass interference call. Oh my God. I digress. But guys, we have ourselves a champion and uh, you know, your knee jerk reactions. I'll start with Keith since he seems to be the most, uh, you know, in tune with this. I would say that um, as I said, in the beginning of the year and the beginning of the season that um, he's a goat, Tom Brady, this is what it's all about. Three touchdowns, am I right? No yep. interceptions. Actually, this is the best MVP. I mean, yeah. If Tom Brady is not on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they don't even make the playoffs. So, well, they listen, did not make the playoffs this, last year without this Tom Brady. This is one of the first like uh, Super Bowls I've seen where a player has proved his worth, and and it's Tom Brady. Absolutely, and on top of that, this is the best Super Bowl he's played in. I think since the second one that he was in. Yeah, I mean, I, Keith, you pointed that out. He hasn't had a blowout win in his career. This one, he like yeah. it was almost like a cakewalk. Yeah, well, I agree. And Tampa Bay's defense was sick today. I mean, they were not only in the backfield almost every play because Mahomes was running for his life, but those defensive backs played phenomenal, man. I mean, dude, they were breaking up passes. Yeah. Uh, you know, look. I, I, this is the first time ever in my Super Bowl history that I hit every bet. I bet four bets today. I won against the grain. I, I thought Kansas City was going to win. But those two offensive linemen being out, and I said, look, if it's going to be a defensive play, I hit I hit the coin toss. I hit the heads. I put 100 on the heads. 100 on heads, man. That is That's some so serious. Dumb, by the way. That's stupid. It's so no, it's oh, my God. It's I was even flipping out. the odds. Oh, oh, thanks. Is that, is that it? <laughs> Wasn't aware. But, yeah, I mean, look, good for you on the bets. And, you know, that team, that Kansas City Chiefs team, as we start to break the game down, like 
without those tackles, man, it, it almost seemed as if Mahomes was a human or like he wasn't a machine, you know, it was like Rocky four, you know, he's not a machine. He's a man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. It was just like, all of a sudden he just, he played like a normal well, human being. So what, what I thought was going to happen is that Tampa was going to be ahead by double digits in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs would come. You're right about that, bro. You were right about that. I was, but I was wrong about everything else. I really thought that. I thought the Chiefs would. I I really did. And, yeah, Mahomes did not play his best game at all. I meant – and it didn't help that that some of his uh, receivers were – and tight ends were dropping passes right in their hands on difficult passes. I mean, there's only two. That did you like see? Really- did you see? Like I, I said it out loud, and a lot of people were like, "Of course they like came right after me after I said it." There was the one play where Mahomes was literally like horizontal, like like horizontal with the field, sidearms the ball, and it goes straight to the like off the face mask of a receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that could have been the greatest throw in Super Bowl history, maybe football history. Like the Over- guy was on his way down; he had no yeah. whatsoever. It was all arm strength. He was showing that he was Mahomes in that moment. Dude, what's, but, what's what's crazy the, about that pass too is like that would have been better than the David Tyree pass yeah. if it was completed. But what I noticed about that, it wasn't really a hail mary either, because Mahomes popped up. If you notice that play, he popped up and he was looking like, did he catch it? Right. He was so kind he, of. He was it looked like he threw hurt. it up for grabs, but he didn't. He I actually was on a rope. That thing was on a rope. Like I can't believe the arm strength of that kid. And like but, I, said, I, I know we were saying that he hasn't, you know, he was he was a human being in this game, but in that moment, he looked like Patrick Mahomes. The yeah. defense coordinator, the way that they played defense today, they kept playing soft. They had to go underneath, but that defensive front seven was on fire for Tampa today. And then Brady was playing flawless. I meant, dude, between the 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 clock management to the first downs, the running game. Like, they, when they established that run, right, that, dude, it opened up the whole field, man. Yeah. But I really, really, man, so I took I, – I, I'm so happy right now, dude. <laughs> I, I, not only did I win the coin toss, I no, put money – I had a two-game – Nobody cares. Huh? Nobody I, cares. People care. People care. People so, care. So I'm, I'm your dip in the bottom part of your mouth that makes you look like Billy Bob Thornton in Sling Blade. But go ahead. All right, whatever. I had a uh, I, I took the Bucks and the points with the under. Uh-huh. Then I took the Bucks and the money line with the under. With, with, I, I bet two parlays, and then I took the Bucks and the money line for the win. It just seemed like, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously all every single one of those cashed in, but like going into this game, it's being billed as like this. Two offensive juggernauts. Like if you bet the under, you were literally just looking for a payday. You know I want to I mean? know what I want to know what the odds were that Kansas City wouldn't even score a touchdown. Yeah, right. I would have never bet that in a million years. I mean, that's what I I was telling that Brett in pre. I was like, dude, there's I don't even know if you can bet something like that. You can bet no, the under can, all day you long. Everything. You can bet everything. You can bet anything. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, but. And it's like with Gronk scoring two touchdowns. Who? My buddy won $400 because he put $25 on the fact that he'd be the first one to score a touchdown. That's nuts. Because it's nuts. like, how many touchdowns did he score all year? Three. Right. <laughs> exactly. Fifth? I don't even know. I'm guessing. Do we know? No, how not off the top of my head. It, but it wasn't, you know, to score two is like out of, out of control. But as a Cowboys fan, okay, mm-hmm. that is good coaching. That is brilliant defense. 
I mean, dude, they, they couldn't have played a better game plan out than Tampa did. This, this game was – it was unbelievable, man. As a fan of football, yeah. okay, of the X's and O's and, and, and guys that played the game, that defense, I mean, dude, they – I mean, they shut them down. Kudos to, to you know, one-time Jets head coach Todd Bowles. You know, that guy really – he put a game plan together – shut down Patrick Mahomes and in, in, in a league where it's so offensively driven, he's got those players. And a lot of guys talked about that in the pregame. You know, I'm watching like nine and a half hours worth of pregame action today, which is by the way, insane to do that and sit down and watch all this stuff. But there, you know, there, a lot of guys were talking about, you know, these non like the sure the big names, like your, you know, your J- Jason Pierre Pauls and your Levante Davids and all the, like the big name guys. But, like, there's a couple cornerbacks on that Bucks team that kept everybody in check. It was almost as if they took it personal when, when you know, when Tyreek Hill went off in week 12 where he had 250 yards and, and like, a, like 200 of that was in the first half. You know, it was just insane. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh, and by the way, the fact that Antoine Winfield Jr. got flagged for that unsportsmanlike for putting a peace sign in, in Tyreek yeah. Hill's face. Give, give me a break. Give me a break. Like, it's okay for Tyreek Hill to do it when he's zooming by people. But as soon as somebody gives it back to him, they throw a flag, which is soft. But and I'll also say that the, the refs had a couple of bad calls there. I mean, I, even though I was happy that the Bucks, you know, were winning, but there was like that, that one pass interference call was awful on uh, what started. Don't get me started. That one actually cost me money because I, you know, I would have, I would have won some box pool money on that one. But yeah, there was, there was a couple times where you're almost like you're looking at the game. You're like, all right, was that a Brady one? Was that like a Brady effect? You know what I mean? But it's, it's really hard to say that after the beatdown that this team gave them. You know what I mean? Like it's but, one thing if it's one or two calls, but like this, this game was dominated from start to finish almost like the chiefs just never found their footing at all. Dude, Brady didn't pass. I think he only passed for over 200 yards, but he played flawless, no interceptions, which is rare for him. I mean, you know, he, I, 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 I was thinking this, these are my two deciding factors, the offensive lineman being out. And the fact that Brady told Giselle and the kids to, to get out. He <laughs> said, no, he did. I know home by himself just to meditate. <laughs> And, 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 and drink his greens. And- <laughs> yeah. He drank his kale shakes. He wore his Uggs around the house. And he just, I mean, dude, he, he, it was, it was flawless football, man. And I hope Dallas can do this one day. The coaching was amazing, man. It was just a great, a great game, man. So Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl, which now is more than any other franchise in the NFL individually. Uh, I think Keith brought up a stat, which is a little alarming. I think it was in the third quarter or fourth quarter when the game was hard to get away, that the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, have 35 playoff wins as a franchise. And tonight marks Brady's 33rd playoff win as an individual. Yes, you got to give a lot to the, uh, you know, the Patriots organization as well. But did he not? um, Was there not one turnover in this game? No, the last the the last drive uh, Mahomes threw that pick. That's it, right? Yeah, I think that's he threw it. two. I want to say two, but I could be wrong. But um, anyway. yeah, other than, listen, like I said, Mahomes was definitely a human being in this one. He wasn't the machine that he's been. Well, uh, look, Sturge, he had a bum toe. Right. And yes, pretty, I get that. And, but he was he was able to, he was able to be mobile in the beginning, but then he got hurt. He was getting rocked. He was getting absolutely rocked. I mean, Ndamukong Sue, my God. 
you know, that dude, he could still lay the wood and, and you know, in a way where it's not going to be flagged. You know what I'm saying? He shoved Mahomes as hard as he possibly but, could. And he almost but, shoved him through the floor. But after I saw him limp, I'm like, dude, now, now that, right. that, yeah, that just took away, that took away like 70% of Mahomes' game. Did you, yeah. um, did you see that JPP has never lost the postseason game? That's another crazy stat. That's I know. crazy. That is crazy. When you look at it, Tom Brady had to join him in order to <laughs> you know, complete that feat. Right? I still can't get over the fact that the, the, the Bucs, I guess Tom Brady is the factor. He's the one that puts him over the top. But what the Bucks did with their free agent acquisitions and their, you know, the, the, just to get the guys in place, like your Fournette, who, again, I was writing his stats down before, 89 yards rushing, 46 yards receiving, over a buck 30 overall, and scored a touchdown. You got playoff Lenny all of a sudden, and his stock just rose. He's a free agent. Here's my thing with Brady, okay? I think, we're, I think there's something that goes on off the field with Brady that we never see. And I think that has, that has to do with him – winning seven Super Bowls and being to 10. You know, it's like one of those things, say Antonio Brown, nobody wanted him. Right. And Brady's like, you know what? Bring him in. I'll talk to him. I'll get it going. And if you heard some of the uh, the mic work during this game, he was pretty much telling, he was calling a lot of the plays and saying, look, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I think he has, a. I think he's a lot more involved than people think. Yeah, you're right. I don't think and, it's and maybe just that playing was, quarterback. And may, you're right, and maybe that wasn't a thing between him and Belichick. You know what I mean? Like this was a yeah. different. Arians let Tom Brady coach the game as well. You know, and like when you're a veteran presence like Tom, and you you come from all the success and everything that kind of fell in your way, and like you're just so overall uber successful, and you're the greatest of all time. Like Arians kind of stepped aside and said, "All right, look, Tom, we got you, Antonio Brown, because you asked for it. Gronkowski followed you down here." Fournette, we picked up for a bag of balls. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, he may have asked for Fournette. He might have. You're right. Yeah. And 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 I mean. of course, are you going to say no to Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, it, listen, it also, all- too, when when you're when you're in the league this long, and have been in postseason play this many times, you know what I mean? How do you not listen to him? You're right. Exactly. Like how do you, who who's going to be the one to question Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Like who's going to be the one to say like. Oh, uh, you know, I, I know it's worked for you six times, but I don't know if it's going to work the seventh time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a little, you know, insane if you think about it. But again, his leadership, his skill set, his stat line, everything that went- look, again, he couldn't do this in the 90s. Oh, it just would just stop. <laughs> Speaking of well, listen, that, really quick, though. Yeah, really quick what? He's been oh, the 10 freaking Super Hold on, hold on. As they <laughs> playoff wins are almost as many playoff well, listen, as we have as get a you going. All, right, all, right. all right. But I will say this. That roughing the passer call on Mahomes was just another play back in the day. I mean, that wasn't even roughing the passer, what they called on JPP. Well, they called it on the wrong guy because he didn't make the actual hit. He's he, on the bottom of that pile. Roughing the passer. Right. Roughing the passer has gotten very, very bad. And a lot of – I'll take I tell you what, though, when it's Brady and somebody if Brady gets whiffed on, like if somebody touches his ear hole on his helmet, there will be a flag being thrown. You know it. You just go ahead, bro. No, no, no. Go ahead, Keith. What can I say? It's put to rest. It is absolutely put to rest. The The Brady debate is put to rest by him taking a team that hasn't won since 2002, just the playoff game and taking them and winning the Super Bowl and being the Super Bowl MVP. 
Also, uh, that's where I got nervous. I got nervous in the game when Kansas City had that fourth and goal stop. Yeah. I was like, man, yeah. I'm like, that's a momentum changer. Definitely. You know what I mean? But then they, they didn't capitalize on it. I, I, I Listen, Tom Brady's the MVP, definitely, okay? But, I mean, Tampa's defense, man, because when they got the ball back, right, dude, they were like, what, three and out? Something, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, there's and nothing the punter, you can't – The punter choked. The punter, the, punter. the punter, he's a you know, he's a he's a kid. He had a lot of little. He had the bubble guts going on. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't. He's played well all year long, and then now he's fumbling. He's shanking punts. Like yes, he had a bad game too. The entire Kansas City team, and let, let's not downplay, you know what Andy Reid was going through two days prior to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of factors. You could definitely think that, but you cannot take any credit away from Bruce Arians and that coaching staff and Tom Brady. And then they, and kudos to them. They won. And the here's Super the thing, Brett, the in, in your defense, as you, you, you bash Tom Brady, just, I know, I know you do it for fun, but in your defense, yes, I agree. What makes Tom Brady smart is he went to a team with Bruce Arians, you know, who took who took a Carson Palmer led Arizona Cardinals to the NFC Championship? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I think it, Ken Wisenhunt's the one that went to the Super Bowl, right? It wasn't. It wasn't Arians, I don't think. No, I think it was Wisenhunt. But my point is, is that that's what makes Brady the best, though. That's what I'm trying to say is that he knows how to surround himself with the right people. Every, yeah, every piece of the puzzle was there. Yeah, and he knows what to do. I mean, he's just an all-around football-minded, talented individual that I think is super hot. <laughs> Wait, did that come out? <laughs> hey, listen, he's a stud, man, and now he's a seven-time Super Bowl champion. I put Tom Brady in the category of an Emmett Smith and like a Tim Duncan that they're winners. It doesn't look like – they're great, but it doesn't look like. Right. There's that. no flash behind this. There's no flash behind it. It's just straight fundamentals. Tim Duncan Every- made a career off of, off of bank shots. You know what I'm saying? Like he. Yeah. He but he gets slamming dunks and he wasn't, you know, I totally. Yeah, but but I have to disagree there, bro, because what Tom Brady has done is, is I mean, Emmett Smith, who I love uh, Tim Duncan haven't even come close. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady is in a category on his own right now that I don't know if we will ever be able to compare anybody to him. Well, and, we're, and we're also at this point where I want to see him win again. I mean, unless we're, if the Cowboys aren't in the playoffs, okay. But you have to understand something in our lifetime. When will we ever see this again? I don't think it happens. It's again. over. He should retire right now. He, he should. No. Give him there's there's nothing else back. to prove. Well, he has nothing he, else to prove. He, he wants to go back to, to back now. That's his next yeah. proving. I meant, I meant if we go back to our old podcast where you said if he just took him to the playoffs, he would say he's the greatest of all time, right? He is, bro. Now he's he just won a damn time. Super Bowl, and it's a Super Bowl MVP. So, I meant, I think he's done. But he's not going to because he said it, right? He said right. we're going to He already said I'll yeah, be back more. next but, year. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. How – and honestly, how how is his teeth so damn white? Like, <laughs> perfect. Endorsement. What is that? Here's the difference. Oh, here's the difference. And Peyton Manning's obviously one of the greatest of all time. But Peyton Manning wasn't really the reason when Denver won. I mean, you know, he was just there. 
You know, Absolutely. He wasn't even close to winning that. No. But, but I'm not taking that away from Peyton either. But I am. Tom Brady is the reason why Tampa Bay won. There's no debate. None at all. Yes. You're right. So, I agree. You know, there's none at all. But so, there's in none. his era and in his time of playing, and it, I mean, we'll never see this again. I but put it this so. way. I don't think so. If he was on the Cowboys, he wouldn't have won. No. Fuck. All right. But yeah, I see what you're saying, bro. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if he was on our team, there's no damn way he would have won. Well, dude, well, you know, it's funny. Well, as we put a bow on Super Bowl 55 and, and, and Tom Brady rides off into the sunset again and then the sun will rise in, in, in August and he's back and doing it all over again. But it leads us to, to think about, obviously, again, let's not forget we're, we're Dallas Cowboy fans. We're, you know, we're, we're on a Cowboys network. We're a Cowboys podcast. It got me thinking, you know, ESPN did something, uh, you know, last week I saw it online. I think, no, maybe you guys saw it. One of you guys sent it to me or whatever. It's almost as if, you know, the Cowboys obviously haven't won the Super Bowl in now 25 years. And I told my daughter that the other day, and she's only about 19 months old. And <laughs> and she just like looked at me like, what? <laughs> you know, but uh, have the Cowboys, there has been teams that, that the Cowboys have put together that you would think they should have won it. They should have won it. And I went back and I looked at all these teams and you guys can either agree or disagree, you know, starting obviously you know, 95, they win that Super Bowl. Barry Switzer, my guy, Barry Switzer, wins a Super Bowl, right? In 96, right, as we go to no, – I'm not going to go 96 to 2020. I'm not doing that. But some of the teams that stand out. 96, they went 10 and 6. And it seemed like things were moving along. We were going to go back and win another Super Bowl. Did that team have any prayer going into – remember, they lost to Carolina in okay. Carolina's second season ever existing. Was that team built to win another Super Bowl that year? No, no. All right. So off the top of my head, because you just bought this up, we beat the hell out of Minnesota in the playoff game. And I remember Deion Sanders, your boy, mm -hmm. saying that's the Dallas Cowboys. And we went to Carolina, and I think it was Woodson or Kevin Smith that had an interception on the 50-yard line on the first drive, okay? And we were doing well. But what killed us in that game? Brett, do you remember? Field goals? No. no. Uh, Aikman threw two picks. No. Right. Michael Irvin went down on the first mm -hmm. drive. Well, he hurt his shoulder. That's when things just went completely down for us. And that right. was that Carolina game. And the what's crazy is we were so good. If you look at that Carolina score, you would think, like, all right, off the top of your head, you would think the Carolina Panthers blew us out. But if you look at that score, they really didn't. Right. And it was one of those things where when Irvin went down, our number one, and you know what's crazy is we got Kmart back from Seattle, uh, Kelvin Martin too, but and we didn't have Alvin Harper. But regardless, it just we just could not that that team in that stadium, it was hard to keep up with. But mm -hmm. I think if Irvin was there for the whole game, I think we had a really good chance of returning that but year. Here, right. here's what Sturch, okay. And you were just a little baby Sturch at the time. I was 12. But Free agency killed us, okay? And we – the Dallas Cowboys of that era was an antiquated model coming into the new era of football, which was free agency. So we had built a dynasty that we were hoping to keep. 
But I think we lost like I think and Keith, you you know better than I do. Twenty three starters to free something agency, crazy, yeah, something crazy like that, yeah. right? And and none of them panned out. The only ones that did really was Ken Norton in San Francisco and Russell Maryland in um in in Oakland. But Alvin Harper ended up going away, and I think he came back. Tony Casillas went away and came back. But we lost. We we had built a dynasty on the assumption, you know, before free with an unlimited with an unlimited price tag, really. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that hurt us. And then coming into the modern era of football, this is really a coaching era of football, right? So, like today's a great example. I mean, that game plan was flawless. It was flawless, right? And we have still our Achilles heel has even when Romo was there has always been defense. Mm-hmm. Right, I think our best team since that '96 era to win was Dak Prescott's rookie year. That I really believe, if 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 Tony Romo didn't get hurt, that would have been. If he was our quarterback, I think we could have went to yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, we'll get, and I, I I I know I I disagree with that. I don't we'll think get to that. We'll get to we'll get to 16, but I definitely want to highlight a couple more on the way to this 16. So obviously, we drop on a Carolina in '96. In 98, we're back in the playoffs. We go 10 and 6 again. This time we lose to the Arizona Cardinals or Phoenix Cardinals, whatever the hell they were at the time. Yeah. But again, that's another game where were we like, and I asked you guys, I mean, obviously I remember the seasons, but like, again, Aikman on the decline, you know, like he's still quarterbacking. Like that team probably wasn't built for a championship okay. in 98. So here's the thing with that. Okay. Off the top of my head, once again, which is, is great because off the top of your head, you swept the Cardinals. We swept the Cardinals that year. Yeah, we beat their ass in Dallas, and we were up like twenty-eight nothing to them in Phoenix, and they came back and we won in overtime. So I think there was a little hangover from mm-hmm. that into that playoff game, but that to me is the worst. One of the worst games next to us losing the Houston, the Houston Texans in their inaugural game. That game there was one of the worst losses I've ever experienced as a Cowboy fan. Because we won the division and we had the triplets. We were we were heavily favored, and Jake Plummer comes in and wins. Yeah. And here's the thing: that's the year where um Minnesota was killing it. That's the Randy Moss rookie. Year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Uh, I think so was- that's the year Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. Which is like, you know, when you look at it, could that have been us? Possibly. Yeah, but good call. We were definitely on the decline. I think that was Chan Gailey's. Um, it was. It was. That was the first year, first year for Chan Gailey. Now, you go to 99, and it's an 8-8. Eight and eight. You lose to the Vikings. That team, obviously, at 8-8, eight and eight, you don't think they're a championship team. So, that's, that's, that's fine. We can skip that one. 03, after the 3-5-11 and 11 seasons, we bring in Bill Parcells. 03, we go uh, Quincy Carter takes us to the playoffs. And we lose to the Carolina Panthers again. That's obviously very, defense, very young. Our defense was atrocious. Wrong. Our defense was number one that year. And I'm you. Is that, is that the statistically one? Yeah. That's one of the greatest defenses we've ever had. And it was, uh, it was um, what's his name? The, um, who's the defensive court? Oh, man, who's the head coach for the, uh, for the Vikings? What's his name? Zimmer. Mike Zimmer was the defensive coordinator. I think. You can look it up. But I'm almost really positive. That I remember that year. I think that's the last time we've had the number one defense. And I'm okay, used to saying it's the worst ever. That year wasn't but wait, that year we statistically was the greatest defense. It was people people didn't believe that. But it wasn't like 
the Bears when when they were the no, number one team. Like when we we weren't intimidated at all. They were we weren't intimidated. Okay. Um, I, I, if I remember, I don't think we had that many turnovers though. Like statistically, we were good against the run in the past, but we weren't like turning over uh, the ball for points. Right. You know. You know what I mean. We were the number one defense in the NFL, though. In any event, that's a very young team. Like, you know, uh, Bill Parcells is getting his feet wet in Dallas. It's when you fast forward to 2006. This is the team that I think is up there. Wait, with- back to that defensive point, because I remember bringing that up to somebody and nobody believed me. And I, I, I do remember it now because that was we were the number one defense. But it was it wasn't a Baltimore Ravens um Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what are you saying it was? Who's saying that? No, I'm saying it, it wasn't a defensive unit that instilled fear in the opposing team. It was just statistically. Sound. Good. They were sound defenses. Yeah, they played. Does that make-, make sense. Yeah, I got it. Like people were, st- they, they weren't intimidated by our defense. Just statistically, we played well. Right. And that, and I believe that was uh, Greg Ellis's first year um, drafted. So we definitely had good players and, and good guys on the roster when I now fast forward to 06, where I think this is the team that if they would have gotten over this game, um, they, they, they do damage going forward just because of the way the rest of the season played out. This is obviously the, the, the game where we're all obviously we'll never forget it. Romo drops the snap. We lose to Seattle by one. Right now. And nobody talks about the play before that, by the way, what with the Witten, right? No, with uh, Keith, who did he hit for the touchdown? I mean, it was it was an amazing drive that he made on that play. Are um, you talking about the Terry Glenn thing where you fumbled out of bounds? No, I'm saying the drive, like when Tony Romo put us back in the game to, for that snap, who did he hit on, on the game-winning touchdown? Well, it would have been the game-winning touchdown. I thought it was Witten. It was Witten that could have got the first down. Yeah, could have got the first down but didn't. Then then the, the obviously the field goal operation goes awry. But the, the reason why I bring up that team in particular is because obviously they – I think they beat the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles the, the prior year where everybody's just excited. Romo gets his playoff win. In come the Seattle game. We got them on the ropes. They dropped the snap. I'm thinking big picture. We win that game. We're winning the following week. No, absolutely we are. But that – there was a play before that play there that, that put us into uh, – that Romo drove down the field before that field goal. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember. Keith does. Keith does. I know. We, I know he knows. I, I, I know that there was. I think it was the drive before where I think Terry Glenn. It was Terry Glenn. It was Terry Glenn. Yeah, yeah. fumbled out of bounds or something, and then. But, but here's my thing. Here's my thing with that. I, I'm. I disagree. I disagree. Where um, that uh, I do not think we would have advanced that season. I just don't. Was but we we would have been in the NFC Championship game against Chicago. No, we wouldn't have. It would have been the divisional. That was a wild card game. We no, lost. we just beat the, you the sure? Seattle game. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. I'm sorry. I don't think we would have advanced. And and my thing there too is that you know, I don't know what happened, but the game that unraveled that Tony Romo um, phenomenon was the New Orleans Saints game, where um, we was were that game first year. What's that, bro? That was Garrett's first year? No. Parcells no, was there no. for the snap. No, Parcells was still there. Yeah. Okay. What happened is Sean Payton, it was Sean Payton's first year on the same. Because they took us from they took him from us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they flexed, they flexed our game the Sunday night against the Saints. And I remember Julius Jones 
he wrote, he, uh, he ran 50, 45 yards for a touchdown. We're up seven, nothing. And then out of nowhere, the whole Romo mystique and our defense just played like shit. And they pretty much played like shit the rest of the season, including the last game against Detroit that we lost um, at home. So we went into the playoffs, just, it just yeah. wasn't a good feeling. And I don't think that it, we didn't have momentum either. But I tell you exactly. what, I don't think we would have went that year. Okay, fine. Then I raise you this 2007. They basically run through the entire regular season. They're the number one seed. Tony and Jason book a flight. They go to Cabo. They come that's home stupid. and the Giants take them out in the, in the second round. Dude, the only reason why that was the deep, that's where our defense failed. And if people remember, we were up. Okay. I think we were up by 10. And then our, our defense allowed the Giants to score within like uh, 45 seconds, and then they get the ball back at the half, mm-hmm. uh, right? And then they scored again, and now we're down by four, I think. I agree with Brett 100%. That was on our defense. It was on Romo. Romo, at the end, tried to – everyone blames him for that game because of the Seattle game where he dropped a snap, but that wasn't him. He was trying to make something happen in the last minute. And dude, But I will say – Fasano dropped a touchdown in that game. P.O. dropped a, a key first down. Patrick Creighton. Uh, Patrick Creighton. Patrick Creighton, bro. Patrick Creighton. That was huge. That Creighton drop was – He was gone. I still can't stop thinking Patrick, of that. No, oh, Patrick Creighton but, was gone. But anyways, regardless, I do not think that team would have won a Super Bowl, though. Okay. I think the Patriots would have beat us. I really do. They killed us, they killed us in the regular season that they game. Did. They, they did. They did. Actually, we were the first well, team – They also went 16-0 and 0 in that regular season, so they yeah. beat everybody. We were, the, we were the first team to be up on, up on them believe it or not, I think uh, it was the sixth or seventh week of the season. And in the second half, we were the first team with a Patrick Creighton catch for a touchdown from Tony Romo. Um, we were the first team to be up on them all season. And then they just, then they just wiped our ass all over the place. <laughs> so that team, I, I thought that team was built to. Oh, it was fantastic. But I don't think they would have won a Super Bowl. I we think don't they have to there, play. I don't think they would have won. We don't have to play this all out. Well, let's just go to when we play Green Bay. And the catch. Well, I like this, man. This is fun. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. 2009. Brett okay. Favre is a Minnesota Viking. We go, Ooh, we go Minnesota back Viking. In for exactly where I was. I was in Louisville performing at the improv. <laughs> Were you? I thought you were with me, bro. No, that was the one in the playoff game he's talking about. Yeah, I, wasn't yeah, with I thought you were with me in the Minnesota game, but go ahead. No, I wasn't with you. I was in a hotel room crying. Jared Allen come out party. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah it was just a mess so that far does work he gets rid of us that team wasn't built for a championship i don't know all right now here's my thing what all i right. love about that season what's that week 17 we beat the eagles. shit out of the eagles <laughs> yeah we did and first game of the playoffs we beat the shit out of the eagles <laughs> i know that was that was the only that was, was great only- and if flozell doesn't go down because i think we went up three nothing in that game Ooh. and then flozell went down and then it was over. Yeah. yeah. And then Garrett, Garrett Allen has a self career game. And that's my thing with Garrett. It's like, I don't think, and, and the Atlanta game that we all know of where Dak was sacked eight or nine times or seven. Yeah, we got that guy a paycheck, Claiborne. He cannot, I know, he cannot adjust. It's like when Flozell went down, like a very good coach would be able to adjust to that. And he couldn't. Yeah. Like he doesn't know, he didn't know what to do. And he's not our, he's not our coach anymore, but I'm just pointing that out. Now we're on to 2014. Yes, this is it. The Green Bay, that team, Tony Romo, 
maybe his greatest throw he's ever thrown. It's called a no catch. Uh, clearly, we're all in unison uh, thinking that should have been a catch. Uh, Mike McCarthy knows it was a catch. He is now our but, head coach. But that, really, that, that, that game, um, I, I give my hat off to, to football before you follow DeMarco Murray. He, he had right. himself a season too. But listen, bro, listen to me. And everybody keeps forgetting this point. Our defense could not stop Aaron Rodgers. And let's just say we score. Aaron Rodgers still had over two minutes left to drive down the field. And we were not stopping Aaron Rodgers at all. And I think they scored on a drive after that, didn't they, Keith? Screw them, no. They didn't. No, I think it was that, that was, was it. That was it, yeah. But oh, if you're th- if you're thinking about Aaron Rodgers, you can fast forward two years, which is 2016. Dax Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to go back. The fact that Mike McCarthy <laughs> challenged that dead <laughs> and did not challenge the catch against the Giants this year is <laughs> that has to be have everything to do with analytics. I think uh, 2016, <laughs> Dak Prescott's rookie year, Ezekiel's uh, rookie year. Uh, we drafted we draft Jalen Smith for no reason whatsoever. You know, stuff like that. The but t- if Roma was starting that year, I think we could. I think I think that those two years would have been our sweet spot to go to the Super Bowl. 2015, he gets hurt. So, therefore, that's what put us in a position to draft a Zeke Elliott. And we did that. Uh, we took Zeke Elliott over, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey. Wait, hold on. Listen, man. Dez is, I mean, um, Dak's rookie year. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, I understand why we, we had to go with the hot hand. But remember when Romo came in? I think that was his last year, right? Yeah. But he went against the Eagles. He just drove us down and scored right away. He was perfect on the drive. It was. That was, that it was, was nice his, swan song for him. That was his offense. All right. So pretty much. And I believe if, if, if they put Romo back in, which I understand the decision. I don't think it was a bad decision not to put him in. And in hindsight, I think it saved his life. Okay. Probably, yeah. It, yeah. And he's doing great. He had a commercial during the Super Bowl. He's made a, a he the Super Bowl. He called a host, the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. I, think he I think that would have been his year. I think he's also been. he is also eligible uh, next year for the NFL Hall of Fame. But, right. <laughs> well, we, you know. we got to talk about that, by the way, because well, I know yeah, we'll try to squeeze that in. But go ahead, Keith. Yeah, we've got some time here. But um, I just want to say that I understand what you're doing right now, Sturch. You're going through all the years. Mm-hmm. But I think the year where we were most built was – 2015 and that's the Romo goes down was two and oh and Romo went down because our defense was phenomenal that year they were holding teams to under 20 points I meant they were prime and ready for that run I was there and Romo going down that 2000 I mean put it this way if the catch didn't happen if the catch happened in our favor I really believe we could have won the Super Bowl the year I think Romo would have won it the next year if he never got injured and I think he would have been a back-to-back Super Bowl winner with that Dallas Cowboy team that we oh, had built. Old, but it, we finally had a defense. Yeah. Finally. And we had a running game. That's the other thing. Yeah. DeMarco Murray. And then he left for greener pastures and then did nothing. But again, that team. And then obviously you can talk about the 2018 team where we, you know, we got steamrolled by that bowling ball running back from the Rams. I think it was. Uh, who's not playing right now. Who's not yeah. even in the league anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like again, our defense, our defense choked in the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but that was a special team. We started off very slow and then we turned it around, you know, got Mari Cooper. What's crazy about our team is like, but that team that choked against the Rams is the same team that shut down the potent uh, Saints offense and right. held them to like six points. You're right. That's what's so we're, our team is just 
It just doesn't make sense. And here we are. And it the, makes official, absolutely no sense. With, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, it puts an end to the 2020 uh, season. And now we're officially in 2021 mode. And is this the team that can get over the hump, get back to the playoffs? Like you no. would think, you would think that there's a, a no. shot. <laughs> you think that uh-huh. Here's we go. First of all, what uh, Emmett said uh, really bothered me. What Emmett yeah, said. Yeah, that was a great, by the way, shout out to RJ Ochoa, great interview with Emmett Smith while yeah. Emmett Smith was going on and on about uh, uh, Dak Prescott. But yeah. But comparing Dak to Romo is just not, and I, you guys as know. Far as, as far as giving him Emmett's the, the greatest he, running back ever to play, I don't care. I take him number one out of any running back, and you guys know that. But for him to compare Romo to Dak and their contract, Romo never said he wanted to be the highest paid player in the league no, at all. Not at all. And he never argued that that's what Dak is doing. They've offered all Romo wanted, or I don't want to say he wanted or what he became was the highest paid quarterback on the Cowboys. They've offered that with a, a ridiculous amount to Dak. We'll see. And he's turned it down. We'll so see. I don't know how you feel about that search, but I'm telling you right now, he's pissing me off a little bit. And, and listen, and he was, and again, Andy Dalton came in and we won that game, but we were losing. And, and I love Dak to death. Again, I do. All right. And this is what I said in the, in the beginning of the season. You can't go eight and eight and be one in four. Well, you would have been one in four. So you're one in three before you go down. And the kids all heart. But I do not put Dak in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I just don't. Well, it broke over the over the uh, the course of the Super Bowl. I think it broke today on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, that, you know, the Cowboys are reportedly, no matter what, will not let Dak Prescott reach free agency, meaning it's one of two things. The the, the long-term yeah. deal is agreed or he gets franchised for a second time. But that, franchise tag, that franchise tag is ridiculous as far as the price tag, but it remains to be seen. And, and look, we have a long offseason ahead of us, and that's what we're going to have to dive into well, listen, as, as we get going. My brother, too. I think we overpaid for uh, Zeke. Okay. Yeah, of and- course. I mean, look, in, in, in retrospect, yeah, when when – you pay these players. Look what they gave Jalen last year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, it's bit us a little bit in each way. They gave Amari Cooper a hundred million dollar contract. Yes, I think he's still our number one receiver. You know, but it remains but to be seen. We'll but see. But the money is is what's important. And Dak Dak was offered a very generous and fair contract. And I think I think the market will stay the same. I think that the guarantee will be up there. We'll find out because and, and by, look, he's coming off and, the ankle and he, he uh, you know, yes, he's ahead of schedule and all that cool, good reporting, but we just have to, we have to wait and see. But, but look what Brady just did. All right. We, the, the goal here is to win Super Bowls, is to win championships. Okay. It's not for stats. And you can't go eight and eight and one and three. And also his stats are based too on us coming from behind. Yes. Of you course. Know? They're, they're fluffed a little bit. I agree. Right. And, and again, you're looking at a Russell Wilson, a, a Patrick Mahomes, a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You're looking at guys that are winning. We're not winning. We're just how not. Much, how much does Brady get a year? Do we know? He's, he's like not the highest paid quarterback. That's he's not, the, high, he's not he's the highest paid quarterback. I believe he's 25, I think he got 25 million a year. 25 million. Yes. Yeah. That's it. And I, when I say that's it, that's a lot. Gotcha. That's it. That's a lot. But it's like, okay. He got $25 million there. You know what that means? They could spread it other places like that defense we saw tonight. If we Dak know. wants to get $45 million a year, he's out of his effing mind. I'm a Cowboy fan first. I'm not a Dak fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. You understand? 
Yep. And we're all, listen, we are all on the same page that will be discussed for another time because March. Wait, really quick. I know we got to wrap it up, but how the hell are we going to just say Drew Pearson got into the Hall of Fame? Congratulations. 35 years it took. The fact that Calvin Johnson was a first ballot Hall of Famer is disgusting and disrespectful. And my brother brought up a point on the phone about Heinz Ward, okay, which I thought Heinz was in already, but he's not. But the fact that Calvin Johnson is the, is the first ballot Hall of Famer, and it took Drew Pearson thirty something years to get into the, into the Hall of Fame is is insane to it me. It is. It's it it's shows me. it shows a lot of Cowboys hatred uh, within the league and the organizations and all this other stuff. But and we're so happy Drew Pearson is in and crazy. Oh, absolutely. Red- if you want if you want to go back and listen to literally episode one of Jersey Boys podcast on our old platform, you can and, do that. And, and again, the amount of disrespect that, okay, you can make the argument for Lynn Swan. Uh, you can make the argument for John Stallworth going in, even though Drew Pearson was two-time All-Pro and had more yards, more receptions, more touchdowns, more, well, not more Super Bowls, but they put Harold Carmichael in before <laughs> Drew Pearson, and then they made Calvin Johnson a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's at, definitely uh, it's, career. And Keith, tell them the stats because I'm just telling well, them what you told me. Well, I think we got a roll, but I will say about about um, Calvin Johnson that he's 38, 32nd in catches and 40 something in receiving yards. I mean, it's they ridiculous. had they had a stretch. They had a stretch research some of his stuff. I think he's like second in like yards per game or something like. And that. he's never and he's never won a playoff. They had a dig, for and he Calvin was on an 0 and 16 team. Yes, yes. Calvin yeah, Johnson's he, team he should not be in at least first ballot. Definitely, he should not. Yeah, be. down the road, but th- maybe thirty years down the road. Yeah. And again, we're happy for him, but the level of disrespect that that show Drew Pearson is insane to me. It's insane. It is. Well, Heinz Ward should have gotten over him, but all good. right. Well, with that being said, there's a lot of there's a there's some smoke and some fire coming out of the ears of of, of, of the Jersey Boys podcast. But we are happy for Drew Pearson. He gets his due. We love you, Drew. You're the original 88 and we love you. And, and, and you were our childhood idol and we're, you, you're long overdue. The only member of the all seventies team. Okay. If you want it, is a first ballot hall of famer. If you want an ultimate guy cry moment, go look up, uh, you know, the, when they knocked on the door for, for Drew Pearson to, to tell him he was getting in very awesome moment. So with that being said, the 2020 season, we made it through uh, a COVID-riddled season, craziness all year round with, with schedule changes and this, that, and a third, but we're, we're done. We're done. We get to you know, close this book, open up a new one, and, and, and you know the Cowboys, look, again, once again, we're in the offseason, so there's re-established hope, I guess, uh, for us and, and the offseason. So, again. Hey, search, who else has re-established hope? Who's that? The Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets. We're all in the same we're all in the same thing. Everybody's starting to everybody starts new and, and we need we need to get we need to look at what the Tampa Bay coaches did. And I think that that's our problem. We'll find out. Coach- one more thing about Calvin Johnson. Oh he still goodness. has not had <laughs> tackles in one game like I did in high school. You're right. Calvin Johnson did not have 21 tackles in a but in a football game. Keith earns and I- football game. Thank you guys again for joining the Jersey Boys podcast here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network powered by SB Nation. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, review, all that good stuff. Be sure to listen to every single podcast on this feed. It's awesome content. You get to listen to former Super Bowl champions, draft experts, the works. The girls are on Friday. They're a a hell of a fun time. So be sure to check those guys out. 
And of course, we'll see you next time. And Drew Pearson, congrats. We love you.